you know, I I uh, I get mad at you two, and I say you two. I'm talking about Bree and Jessica. Jessica. So, do you prefer Jess or Jessica? You're asking me this three years, three years into yeah. this. So, here's the thing. <laughs> Bree pointed out to me today that you always introduce yourself as Jessica to people. I do. That you sign all your stuff electronically as Jessica. Mm-hmm. I'm not observant in that regard, and I just always call you Jess. I don't. Just don't call me Jesse. All right, Jesse. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, so you prefer Jessica? Just my name. Well, I know, but Brenda Bree's <laughs> but, name is Brenda, and, and she fucking Chris's hates name it. is Christopher. Yeah, so. no one calls me that. Everyone calls Jeremy Jeremy. That's what I've always called myself. It's kind of one of those. Heather names. calls him Jer. Yeah, I call him Jay. JJ. There's too many J's in my life, though. Sorry. That's all right. No. Gotta yeah. simplify. JC, JJH. There's two. There's and a JJ, and there's too many J's, so I can't call y'all J. Um, anyway, uh, okay, so <laughs> Jessica, You're J-H. my point was I, I get mad at YouTube because you always take a while to take your headset off your mic and you do it during the intro sometimes and then I have to go edit it out and I fucking did something and like banged around on the desk and there's a giant fucking spike at the beginning of the intro <laughs> that I now get. have to go back and clean up. That's and that what was you my get fault. For, for yelling at us. I usually have mine off before the intro. So, I don't. No, please really have them on I forget. At least she's not eating popcorn under the mic, because God knows our listeners hate that shit. <laughs> uh, this is the New no, Top I'm Podcast. No, I'm drinking That's all right. I'm drinking coconut lime bye. Bye is pretty good stuff. Um, this is the New Top Podcast. It's episode 160, 160 episodes. Uh, we're still talking about nothing um, important. <laughs> we're talking a lot about Utah. Well, that worked for Seinfeld. How many seasons did they do a show about nothing? <laughs> Fuck a ton. And then they ended it really shitty, and Fuck it got syndicated. A fucking ton. Like a, a metric fuck ton. That's a lot. Yeah. It's more than a regular ton. It's more should, than 3,000. You should Google it. I love you 3,000. Uh, metric fuck metric fuck ton is more. So um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, we are coming at you uh, live when we record this, but of course that's not when you listen to it. Um, 160 episodes, never a repeat, never a week skipped. That's pretty fucking impressive. No best ofs because there just really aren't any. No. Well... <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of work to begin with, and, and then to actually have to find best ofs out of all of our material. I mean, I would include the entire interview we did two years ago with, what the fuck is his name, the face-off guy, the German face-off guy? Richard. R- Richard. Robert. Robert. Robert, Robert whatever. Or well, as or as the other face-off guys called him a couple weekends ago, the James Bond villain. Yeah, like... Just because his accent's great, and then he gave us a bunch of weird German words like dishwasher. And butterfly. Which is what the name of the episode was, was dishwasher in German, but it was like fucking, it's a crazy word. So there would probably have been that interview, um, and probably most of it, because that was a really good interview if my, my memory serves. Um, and probably, fuck, I don't even know if I could find two hours. We have good interviews, but they're they're long, and they're really hard to to dismantle, I think. So I could do... I have like it's a moot point. We're not ever going to do a best of. No, nah, probably not. If we had a really cool listener that loved our shit, I would invite them to do it, and I would host it if if it was good. Um, but I don't think we have any listeners that care that much. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's a lot of work to do something like that. So uh, instead, we're going to talk about um, more Utah shit for you today. Uh, stuff that we haven't talked about. Some of it we have talked about a little bit, and there's updates. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, 
Chris ran a 5K this weekend. Did you run a 5K uh, or did you? Part of it and walked part walk of it. I fucking hate running. So I've never done a 5K. I've never done like a marathon or any kind of official race uh, because I think running is quite literally one of the stupidest exercises ever. Um, there's Look, when we were when we were like Cro-Magnum, Neanderthals, and we were running so that we didn't get eaten by a fucking lion or a saber-toothed tiger, totally get it. Right. There's a reason to run. You're actively running away from something. And I think if my life was in peril and I had to run a long distance for a lot of time, my body would just do it. Like my body would just figure it out. I would push through the pain because <laughs> it's that or certain doom. But a 5K and also one of the things that helped me be like, all right, fuck, I don't need to just run this whole thing was I still finished in the top half. That's of people good. that were in the in the 5K. And I kept up with the the cancer guy that was running for Team RDWB, Kurt, who actually has prostate cancer as an active treatment. Uh, I kept up with him, which was the only thing that really mattered to me, that I was at least as good as the guy with cancer. Because <laughs> <laughs> after all, it was a run for you, cancer. You got to have standards. I told him at the end of the run that I was checking out his ass the entire run because I was behind him, you know, maybe 50 yards most of the time. Like he would run and I'd be like, fuck, I guess I got to start running again. Uh, but then there were people that cheated. Like, why the fuck would you cheat at a 5K? What's the point of that? Like, maybe... Especially it's a walk-run. Yeah, maybe if you were actually, like, racing for a time, like, maybe, but, like... Or cash prizes. Charity. Yeah, but it's not. Like, they finished the same time I did, and they fucking cut across a huge chunk of... I'm like, what the... Because I was joking about Brie on the way over. I'm like, look, this is the race route. I could totally cut across here and, like, cut my time. And I was just joking, because why the, why would you do it if you weren't, you know, doing it? So anyway, um, the, the, the things that I learned about 5Ks are pre-race, there was so much soda and junk food being offered up by all the uh, volunteer vendors and, <laughs> and sponsors. What the fuck, man? Who Carbs and extra energy who, before you run. Who goes, to the, who goes to a 5K for prostate cancer and there's granola bars and candy bars and soda and fucking cookies? cookies. Like I get maybe like bagels, but like shit tons of sugar. Like, it was mind-boggling to me that that was all there. I'm like, well, Jesus. Um, and, of course, on the, the no-sugar diet, um, that's, that's why I called Jess an asshole for giving me sugar, that I'm <laughs> going to eat because I can't not eat this. Sunshine gave me M&Ms for Father's Day, and I ate those fucking things, too. So it's happening. I fasted all day. I'm going to eat it. I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, so 5Ks are stupid. Uh, no, they're not. I ran it. I wouldn't be offended if you didn't eat it because I know that you're being good. No, no. I'm going to eat it because it won't be good in three weeks. It's a Ziploc bag. It might. And if not, I'll see him again. Let me be clear. It's not going to last past I'm the week. I'm still sore from running that 5K because I'm too fucking stubborn to walk it. And so I ran the whole thing and I haven't run in years. So anyway, I did that. There's a lot of right. There's a lot of fucking races too. There's like then there was like the Great Inflatable Race in Murray Park, which our day. friends went and did after they ran the prostate race. Yikes! So anyway, I did that on Saturday. So have you ever heard of Sunshine and Ryan's first date? What they did on their first date? No. They decided to challenge each other to a run, and whoever stopped running first had to pay for dinner. They ran 16 miles till Sunshine finally was like, "I'm hungry," and so she stopped. I don't want to be friends with Sunshine anymore. <laughs> That's enough. How to can kill. you not be? Her name actually, like, is like predictive text. Overachieving elementary school. She's gym totally coach. the Sunshine. Good thing she doesn't listen to the show. She might. Sunshine, if you're listening, she we're won't not friends. Care. 
<laughs> Did you guys do anything fun this weekend? So it's Father's Day. Yeah, it was. So I got my Nirvana t-shirt for my kids. Did I get that at Sabres? Uh, no, it had Come a tag as you on are. it. I'm oh, sure they paid real money for it. So, and then... and then You've taught them nothing. They have I not know. learned. I tried. So here's the funny thing. So I got a beard grooming kit with the brush and all the cool stuff. And so I open it up and Jonathan's like, what's that? I'm like, it's a beard trimming kit or beard grooming kit. And he's like, you don't have a beard. Like, <laughs> ah, I, Your son knows. I kind of look at him. Tell him the like, truth. I'm like, what? He's like, Chris has a beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Jer- all right, can't argue with that. Jeremy doesn't have a beard. <laughs> so that means Jonathan has two moms. You need to As share your dad doesn't have a beard, you have two moms. Have two that's moms. what Henry's, that's what Henry's ones he says. That's right. So anyway, I thought that was funny. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Jess, you did some stuff this weekend. Yes, I Things. went to Park Silly and got me some I fucking licorice. got me licorice. How yes. was the Park Sillies? And it's just like going to the downtown farmer's market, but less produce and higher altitude. And booze. <laughs> and booze. But you don't partake. And Atticus is up there and they have amazing coffee. But um, I went to the farmer's market <laughs> and I delivered a cake. Chopper shouldn't eat my licorice. Fucker. What kind of cake? Like was it the sweet 16 flavor? cake? Yeah. Was it the sweet sixteen cake? Yeah. What it was Twix? No. Yeah. You said Twix. Twix. How did you get Twix? Is that right? How did you get a Twix cake? I created it out of my brain. Whoa. Well, yeah, but I want to know. Like, was it was it just like a caramel center and a chocolate coating and cookies instead of cake? No, it was chocolate cake with crushed up shortbread and pieces of caramel. And like like craft caramels or like homemade caramel that you no like the little balls of caramel that mm. you can buy in a bag that are delicious. Have you ever had the junior caramels? No. Mm. Speaking of balls, are they like milk duds with no chocolate? Like junior mints, but with caramel. Speaking oh. of balls, the pirate was out juggling his green balls, and he had a pirate ship today. He did. Mm-hmm. Makes was... it makes the drive here worth it every time when I. Well, see you that. guys drive by him. Not everyone does. Some people are are you know I'm gonna drive up Bangator because they're not very smart. Nope. And uh, they don't get to see him. It's unfortunate. It is. He used to be down on the corner by 7-Eleven there on Cougar Lane in, four, in 62nd. Mm. I'm glad he moved. Yeah. I like the pirate. He even had a pipe. He's fantastic. He's really great. I should stop and talk to him. <laughs> he had a pipe. And throw like quarters Come invite him. him on the show on a Tuesday night. <laughs> oh, I totally fucking should. Please don't show him where we live. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So ne- he's probably one of our neighbors anyway. Um, so next week is infamous Utah, and we don't have a guest, right? <laughs> because pirate. Of I mean, he is last an infamous Utah. Last month pirate. was a special occasion because we had City on. So I'm just saying. I try not to schedule one on that day. That or so in July, for those of you that don't know, there's some things going on, and we're going to do some. Jeremy's pretty much out of town all summer, we're, and we're, then all fall. We're going to do. True. We're going to yes, do so uh, some different. Yeah, some different. I'm, going out of t- I'm only going out of town once. So we're going to do some some altered recording dates. Three times um, but I'm I'm just saying if we need a guest We can just get him. He's on the corner. He's not doing anything. And if and if he's working for Great Clips, which is I think who he works for. Does he seriously um, work for Great Clips? I think he's their sign twirler. And oh, he, I was but he say, doesn't have a Great Clips sign. Yes, say, he does. He I'd, just doesn't ever twirl it. I'd be freaked out to have him cut my hair. Um so What if he's brilliant? He yeah, he could Barber. be fucking amazing. Have you met most stylists? I Maybe mean, he's one of those people that like cut your hair with fire. No, no. So oh like, like the fucking Indian thing that I've seen on TikTok. <laughs> 
That's crazy is what it is. It's not a thing. It's fucking crazy. Uh, but we can invite him in. I think that would be a fun conversation. He might no, smell bad. No, we can walk over there and talk to him, but we're not I'm inviting him into the, my take house. Take the portable He mic. says, yes, the restroom. He's up there sniffing somebody's underwear. Well, Wendy's is really pissed because he smells the whole place up when he goes to pee. So <laughs> um, That's neither here nor there. Let's okay. stop talking about the Kearns Pirate. Um that's what his name is Kearns Pirate and I mentioned it so I was talking to the gamers um, the my D and my nerd group my D&D group um, and some, some some something came up and I said well we have a fucking pirate you guys and everyone knew exactly who the Kearns Pirate was so he's a he's a fucking celebrity locally so we could have him on this show before any of the news stations picked him up <laughs> Because remember a few years ago, that dude that was over at that uh, Little Caesars on 54th that used to do the like Little Caesars like guitar, like cardboard guitar that he had. You guys never saw him. I don't think. The news, like several news stations did spots on him because he was one of the most original badass sign twirlers. So he played air guitar in front of the Little Caesars during rush hour. And then eventually he made an air guitar out of fucking Little Caesars cardboard boxes out of the pizza boxes. So like Is Little it really Caesars an on air it. guitar if you actually make it? It's a fake guitar. There were no strings. And he would fucking play that thing and like jam out and twirl it. He had like earphones in. I think he was like oh, he was an awesome. actual guitar player. And I think he was like practicing playing. or something. I guess the question is, did, he, did they sell more pizza because of him? That's one of the busiest Little Caesars in the Valley. They then sell a lot of fucking pizza. Maybe, maybe I need to hire the pirate in front of my business. And... Dude, that's your house. I think Heather would <laughs> hit you. I mean, she might leave you for him. How about Volkswagen Southtown? Do they need a twirler? Oh, yeah. Sign twirler for the dealership. But you know what? You could put them right on the freeway. Yeah. Like on the freeway. Or you could put them on the There's roof. There's a fence there right now. He'd get a lot of attention. He'd get attention. Might be a little. He could go on the roof and do it from your roof and people could oh, see him yeah. from the freeway. He could spin People up. usually aren't looking up. Aren't you in driving. the marketing department? Bullshit. They, that's what billboards are for. I bet there's a billboard you could put him on. if he was twirling a Volkswagen. If it was... Bi- oh, yeah. <laughs> a beetle. <laughs> a big old fucking cardboard beetle. Yeah. <laughs> Might work. You're in the marketing department, sort of, right? Just don't let him not find anymore. your sock stash. Oh, you're not in the yeah. marketing department anymore? Nobody's found the stock sa- sock stash. <laughs> what about the porn stash? Because it no is way bigger that. than the sock stash. No one's found that. I did want to talk about one other thing <laughs> um, that has nothing to do with Volkswagen porn or sign twirlers. Um, we went to Donut Falls this weekend on Sunday. That was our Sunday hike. And uh, Donut Falls, if anyone's ever been up there, it's usually just kind of a trickle of a stream down the side of a pseudo cliff face that you can climb up. And you get up and top and there's a cave and you can see it's called Donut Falls because there's a waterfall that goes right through the center of a rock. That looks like a donut. Well... Does anything with a hole look like a donut? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Buttholes, even. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to write this down because anything gotta write that down. with a hole look like a donut. That's pure gold. <laughs> that, that's going to be in the show notes for sure. Pure gold. <laughs> Not my answer, <laughs> but the question. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, we go up there, and Donut Falls is typically really busy because it's a short hike, even from the lower part of the, like the road, the actual the canyon road. It's only like three miles there and back, and if you go up to the trailhead, it's like maybe a mile and a half there and back. But we get there, and it is like not super, super busy, and 
it's still there's still snow on the trail in spots not a lot just a little bit here and there but uh we get to where you would normally you kind of climb down this little embankment and you go to go up the fall so you can go in the cave no fucking way were you getting in that cave it was a raging waterfall wow. coming down the side of the, the the side of the cliff face and everyone that came was like, I've never seen it like this. I've been there a couple times. It's been a while, but I've never seen hardly anything more than just a trickle. Yeah, and it is, and I'll show you pictures, but it, I mean, this was, this was t- two days ago, so it was the 16th of June, middle of June, and the snow runoff is still just this, this crazy raging torrent of water. So really, really fucking cool, I thought. So again, it's just back to, you know, get out and see the state. And that's one of the things Bree and I try to do is go out and go to different places and go hiking every week. So, uh, that's about it for that. Well, it's, uh, it's that time of the show where, uh, I invite Jessica to start talking about events and then I and rudely then interrupt her. Yeah. I interrupt her pretty much the whole time. Um, usually though, my interruptions are because I'm excited about one of the events or I have a serious question. A burning question. No, it's not. It's usually just because you have an opinion about everything all the time. Give me that! Give me that! It's mine! You suck. <laughs> Look where you did to the end of that. Here, I'll fix it for you. Give me it. I'll cut it off clean with my mouth and my teeth. Stop eating my licorice. So, Jessica. Yes? My dear. Mm-hmm. Events? Yes, I do have events. Mm. Um, last week we talked about the urban farm tour that Wasatch Community Gardens oh, yeah. is doing. That's on the 22nd, and that is $10, and they will be taking you on a self-guided tour around Mill Creek, Codwood Heights, and Holiday to check out some of the cool gardens. Not like flower gardens, but like urban farms that are in that area. So you can get ideas on how your garden shouldn't suck like mine. Did she say how many there were last when she was here? It's like eight or 12 or... I don't remember. Something like that. Well, they have 16 community gardens, but they're taking you on a tour of other people's Right, right. These, yeah, gardens. these are people, individual people's gardens. This is right. what we're lobbying to get you put on when they decide to do a Draper one. Because this one's up in, like, Holiday, right? Uh, yeah, it's in Mill Creek, Cottonwood Heights, and Holiday. And then also this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, is the Utah Arts Festival. Hooray! And that is down at uh, Library Square. Go for the food, and stay for the art. Yes, or just do both. Um, $15. There's lots of really cool classes. There's films, um, dance, um, poetry, bands, all kinds of different mediums of art. That's the, the kind of thing us liberals really enjoy. Tons of vendors. Yes. Yeah. But selling like local art. Not they just... should have just left the streets shut down from the Pride Parade because people could only drive on the streets for like a week and then they shut them back down again. <laughs> That's okay. It's that time of year. Honestly, if you ever drive downtown, you know what streets to stay off of because they're always shut down for festivals in the summer. It's true. Basically, if it's next to the library, just don't go on it. <laughs> it's that one street. What is that? Like 3rd East? No, or it's 2nd East? East. Yeah. Yeah. That's the street between the library and um, the Mathis. Is it, what, what courthouse building is it? The awesome no, gothic that's one? that's on State Street. It's between... The library and the um, the old the Leonardo and the the police department and all that. Yeah, but what's the big pretty building? City Hall. The old, the old, the old Gothic City Hall. What's that used for now? Is it a courthouse? City Hall. Is no, it? It's no. well, so it's it was so full that they built the new one, so they they still use both. However, mm-hmm. the, a lot of it's done in the new building, so it's still just auxiliary offices. And stuff. Oh, okay. So that is still, such a beautiful building. They just um, 
redid the facade and stuff. I think they just finished it like like this last winter. Yeah, it, it, really, it had been, but basically, the streets surrounding that east of that in the library, you just want to just not go on during the summer. Yeah, unfortunately, I work right by that. Yeah, but your street, however, has never closed off. No, because I'm on the other side. Yeah. You just get the uh, campers in your uh, entryway. The happy campers. <laughs> Not so, when they get kicked out. <laughs> so uh, I saw next weekend, uh, Travis Tate has a show. Chris he does, 2.0. but we, we should do the 27th first, which is Salt Lake Gaming Con. <sighs> what? <sighs> just diss him, Travis, for Gaming Con. No, <laughs> I'm going in numerical going in order. order. Okay. Uh, okay. It's good to it's good yeah. to, st- to stay. So Salt Lake Gaming Con, um, it's put on by the same people that do FanX, and if you just like to game, then go do that. I'm not going to say much about it. Well, you don't have to because the 28th is Travis Tate at Wise Guys. I don't get to do anything. He's been putting the funniest things up on his. It sucks because I really want to go see that show, especially because it's the Wise Guys over here out in West Jordan, which, by the way. I think it's fucking impossible to walk into. Like, Well, it is right now because that whole area is under construction. We went to go to Coldstone one night. Um, like This was like three or four weeks ago. And we fucking walked around like the entire movie theater to get to the Coldstone. Like all the way around the back, basically, because it's impossible to get into anything over there because of all the construction they're doing. Is, that over, is it Jordan? Jordan Landing. Landing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's in the same building that the Coldstone's in. Um, where like 15 failed businesses have been. I think the Wise Guys has actually lasted longer than anything else. <laughs> well, uh, about time lasted forever and ever and ever. But, not, moved that, it. but that wasn't in the same space. Uh, I'm talking about the specific oh, space the that actual. they put yeah, Wise Guys in. I think that Wise Guys will be fine there, though. But alas, I can't go because it's fireworks season and I don't get a life on the weekends for the next three weeks. Well, alas, does that mean you will be missing uh, Pride at the Riot? Um, I am going to try my damnedest to go to the game. <laughs> I'm really, really going to try. Um, it will really honestly depend on the hour leading up to the game, whether or not I get to go. Um, cause I'm being paid a fair amount of money to work. You guys, was it last year you got the, the scarves, the, the pride scarves? Yeah, we got pride scarves last year and we have a pride flag that we fly at you every You still game. need to go get our pride jerseys. Those things are um, cool. Oh yeah, I need to get some of those. So they have, you seen them, the pride jerseys that RSL is doing? So there's actually a pride t-shirt and then there's a pride jersey. The pride jersey is all black and then it's got uh, a rainbow in like crossed colors all the way down, like horizontal like lines, but they're like digitized dots. Almost. They're beautiful jerseys. Beautiful. Get on that. Yeah, I need to. I need to go. And the stadium's right by my office. I just need to swing by uh, on like a lunch lunch break in air quotes, or just when you leave. No, because if I go east, it takes too long to get home because I'm not heading home. So it has to be at lunch break. It has to be a time where I can look. Fucking smokers take like 300 breaks a day. I think I'm entitled to go to the damn stadium for a lunch break. Do you guys have a lot of smokers? Uh, you know. A fair amount. More than I thought, actually. We have one. <laughs> that you know of. No. We have one. Is it Smoking Joe? No, it's a lady. Yeah. She goes out and smokes in her car. Smoking But she Joe's never at. smells like cigarettes. It's weird. What the fuck? Well, my car has smelled like... It got detailed uh, this weekend on Saturday. And, and it, it smells super good. smelled like french fries for two days, and I can't figure out what the fuck it smells like french fries for, because there has been zero food in my car. Did the daughter use it? And no, she stick. can't drive a stick. Oh, yeah, never mind. 
Are there other events going on, Jess? Nope. No? I mean, I'm sure there are, but You're a liar. <laughs> I didn't write them down. There's one here that you didn't say. The last one. Utah Brewers Guild. Oh, yeah. That one. Sorry, I put my paper away. Um, so <laughs> they, it's actually really, really cool. Um, I don't remember how many different brewers in Utah are getting together and partnering up. So, like, Bohemian's partnering with somebody to make their beer and somebody else partnering uh-huh. with somebody else. Yeah. And so, um, I think tickets are 30. Is this just to try the beers? Like, the beers are all done and ready yep. to go? Yep. So. Holy shit. Yeah. It's That's fucking be cool. Awesome. So, they just partnered up with And I wish brewery. I would have written down the pairings, but I didn't. So Well, we can talk about them next week, too. We you know, can. In a little more detail. Oh, fuck, that yep. is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. And I think I think that they I think that when we were at Bohemian, Kelly briefly mentioned it. Yeah. Um but when I was reading through the actual event and seeing like who was like, you know, Zion's partnering with so and so like, you know well, hey, with proper, like it's just awesome. Did you guys see that um basically <laughs> The way the Utah law is written for the change in alcohol content for beer, it's going to fuck over all the grocers. So I don't think it's that there won't be beer, but it's that the higher point beer won't be available right away. So basically, they cannot even stock the higher point alcohol in the store. Like even in the back room, they cannot carry it or order or stock it at all until November. And yet come November is when they can sell it. So they're not going to buy a whole bunch of the, the lower point alcohol and have a big stock of that because they're never going to be able to sell it in theory. I think they'll probably still sell it just fine. But then they can't stock up on the other stuff to switch out their inventory slowly or to just do That's a big switch. That's what we were switch. talking about in our Bohemian interview. Yeah, that is, conundrum. is that conundrum. Well, that was the conundrum for the actual brewers, for right. them to be able to do a shift like that in, in, a, in a short not time waste frame. waste money, yeah. So that was, actually the, that was actually the thing for them to be able to do that and be able to then stock. But what the legislature failed to do is account for stocking. Why the fuck they didn't put a provision in there so that grocery stores could stock up like a month in advance so they could get the deliveries ready to go? That's beyond me. I don't know. So probably what I would say is if you want, if you like a particular kind of beer, probably stock up a little bit yourself at home prior to November. And maybe we'll try and remind you if things don't change, um, because you're not going to be able to get it for probably a week or two would be my guess uh, come November. So because it's not like they're just going to toss it. They're just they'll, they'll just they'll just run it out. They'll run out whatever they have, but they're not going to order enough to like feed them into a week or two in November, probably, because then they will have beer that no one's going to buy. Right. So. Hell yeah. Jess is putting oh, on that her, looks cute. her cheese hat, her beehive cheese hat. It is not a cheese head hat. It's just a cool trucker hat. Um, vintage. Trucker that's from, cheese. That's from our guest that we'll be talking to in just a little bit, Jackie from Beehive Cheese. Um, but let's talk about a few other things um, since we already started talking about the uh, the weird alcohol conundrum. Um, so just an update for everyone. So we have talked quite a bit about this case. Um, VidAngel, the uh, video clean video streaming service where they had a, a process where you bought a DVD and for a dollar you could stream your DVD, which they edited for you. Listen, people watched all of Game of Thrones this way. I don't know how. What? Why would you do that? I did, no. I was reading the comments <laughs> on the stories of like what people were watching, and that was one of the very, very first so, comments. I do not know how they watched it. There is so much dick. So in was Game it like a five-minute episode? 
I've never watched it. So <laughs> there's a lot of vulgarity, but there's a lot of nudity, like and and violence. Holy cow! That show is full of people getting killed every damn episode. It's insane. Uh, well, anyway, so that's been in court for a while. Um, it's not done. I'm sure there will be appeals. Um, but uh, as predicted on this show, uh, VidAngel has lost that suit. And been fined $62 million. That's, 62 and a half, That's really. more than the money that FanX has to pay out for Comic-Con. Yeah, even with a shitty suit. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, the way it works is... So the jury found that they were guilty of infringing on copyrights of 819 films, awarding $75,000 per work for the copyright award, and then 12500 for a violation of Digital Millennial Copyright Act. Um, so basically... What VidAngel was hoping to get out of this, they I don't think they thought they were going to come out unscathed, but they were hoping to just get the like 1250 per film, um, which is the, the Digital Millennial Copyright Act violation. But because of the way they streamed these services, uh, these videos, they hit them with a the full infringement, uh, which is the $75,000 per video. Uh, and so that's where we come up with the $62 million price Part tag. of the problem is, is they messed with Disney, Lucasfilm, Warner Brothers, 20th Century Fox. All three well, of everybody. those. By the way, all three of those are now one company. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Disney owns Lucas and 20th Century Fox. They messed with the big boys uh, and they continue to do it after cease and desist orders. And look, they're... Look, there's an argument on one side for VidAngel of these people want to watch clean videos. But the argument from the, the video producers, the Lucasfilms and Disney's of the world, is this is our art. Mm -hmm. This is how we made it. You have no right to censor it. And you certainly have no right to distribute it the way you've been distributing it. Well, that's it. the thing. Distribute it and make money off of it. Yeah. So that was the big argument. And, you know, the other thing that they had going against them is streaming services like Netflix, pay big dollars to stream videos for for patrons. Um, VidAngel very clearly violated copyright laws. Um, they were not paying streaming contracts to stream these videos. And Disney, I mean, look at things like what Disney's doing. They're pulling all their streaming contracts. They're letting them expire. They're not renewing them across the board for all their properties because they have a streaming service that they're about to release. Starts in November, yeah. And they're going to go after anyone that's making So I still wonder... About the poor guy who's going to go to hell that actually had to do the editing of these movies. Yeah, that guy. Well, he was a heathen to begin with. They just hired a heathen because... They hired you know, the Kearns pirate. Yeah, that's why he's out of a job. That's why he's back on the corner now. Cause yeah, but any of that, like we have to pay for a license to even show videos in our dealership. Like yeah. I was talking to Stephen Hatch because their uh, outdoor movies are starting in next weekend, I think. Yeah, they have to pay licensing and deals. Yeah, yeah. And, and like then there's a list. It's just like the film roast guys. Like there's a list that they can't have and there's a list that is super like that they shut off. So he wanted to get um, into the Spider-Verse and the lady that assists in the distribution was like, get it now because they're not going to release it anymore. So... Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. you know, th you know the other thing to keep in mind with this, it is going to stay in the courts for a while. There's no doubt that they will appeal, um, but I don't think they're going to win any other cases. Are they still in business? Are they? They are still in business. Um, given this lawsuit, I don't, they've got to be, they're not going to win the appeals. Um, they're they're going to be, they're already saddled with the legal debt of fighting this. And the, the question is, 
how much longer can they fight this right. uh, and stay in business? And the fact of the matter is, if they can't continue to fight it, they owe $62 million and they don't have $62 million. They're, what if they done. just charge everyone that streamed it? Um, well, they have to get permission from the creators and the creators aren't going to give them permission. No, I mean to, to charge every customer that streamed it. Oh. $7,500. <laughs> so, and th- I mean, this has been an ongoing Any case. Any kind of fee. Basically, since we started the podcast and even before, because this has been going on since like 2015. Well, and these aren't yeah. the first people to do it. I know we talked about it before. No, because clean, clean Yeah, there was clean family videos down American Fork. Yeah, well, and clean, <laughs> flicks, and clean fi- flicks got sued and lost as well, and they were just altering the DVDs and redistributing copies of the DVDs that they had altered. Um, and there, there is protection for altering your own and, and, you know, basically ripping your own movies. You can rip your own collection of movies. It's totally legal to do. You can host them for yourself. Um, where the gray area becomes is when you start to allow other people to access them and other people to stream them. Uh, and that's where VidAngel really got in, in trouble. Right. And, and make no mistake, as much as it was about that, it was also about them editing copyrighted material. That's, I think, the big part. And having been told to stop. Yeah, these studios, that's a big part of, of why they were upset, I think. And also, rightfully so, they deserve the licensing rights for them streaming these videos. Period. End of subject. If you're going to edit something and then stream it, you need to pay the licensing to do that. So I'm all in. It sucks that a Utah business is going to get shit canned and go out of business and owe a lot of money to Hollywood, but um, fuck them because they violated a, a law that exists for a reason. Well, it doesn't just exist for a reason. Like It's a decent law. There's a lot of ex- laws that exist that are stupid, but people create this. It's their creative mind. It's it's them putting themselves out there, and they put things in there for a reason. Don't just take them out because you you know, you know don't want to see some guy's butt or whatever. Just don't watch it. I didn't see this story. Did, did you put this on later, didn't you? I didn't put it on. Put what are you talking about? The, you said this story. and The next yes. one in the list, if you were Kearns. flipping with us, the, the pride flag. The, I did. You need to fix your mic, by the way, because it's pointed down and away from you. I did. Thank you. I saw this, um, I'm not sure where I saw this, and so I, I went and found the article, and apparently some football players burned um, a rainbow flag, and it wasn't just about burning the flag, but they were heard on there saying um, that gay should die and things like that, and the coach was said, this is unacceptable. Um, we We want a safe place. This is threatening people. This is making people feel unsafe. So there are actually a lot of people looking into it. Um, he's looking in to see what he can do to the football players that did it. If he's able to, I don't know, kick them off the team or suspend them or whatever. But they're looking into it because it was threatening people. It wasn't a specific person. Crime. But yes, a hate crime. Um, so they're looking into it. And these kids could be in serious trouble. And I don't know if they just thought it was funny. I don't know. Well, so to be clear... They can't be in trouble unless they did something terrible because burning a flag and saying hateful things is not a crime. But they said all gays should die. It wasn't just a hateful thing. It doesn't matter. No, that that's what they're looking into, though. They're looking into see what can be done. If that's like a terroristic threat, they would have a hard time proving that in court. However, the one thing that the coach said in this article is that we have one rule in our program, and that is not to embarrass yourself, your family or your team. That rule was broken. There's got to be consequences for that. So that being the case, they can be kicked off the team. Right. And that's why I said there's some of that. But they've actually got Granite School um, District evaluating 
everything and to see if there's any other discipline that they can do as students threatening other students. Well, Jim DeBacchus um, posted on his citizens page today that this is a good opportunity for a conversation. So whether they do that on a panel or these kids sit down with people in the community, you know, I think that's a good, a good suggestion. At the very least, it, it brings to light the fact that don't do this as a joke. Don't do it because you, I mean, it's not a joke. It was, it was stupid. And, and I don't think that these kids lives should be ruined by it, but I, I think it needs to be made an example of is this isn't funny. Don't, don't, make jokes at, at the cost of someone else. It's not a joke if the person that you're teasing doesn't think it's funny. This also goes to show you kids. I know kids listen to this fucking program, <laughs> but I think it does go to show you um, don't just fucking post everything. You know, the whole reason this was a big deal is they posted it on Snapchat. Guess what? Once you put it up on the internet, Snapchat, Snapchat or whatever the fuck medium you use, it doesn't matter if it's a 10 second chat. Snapchat can be recorded and captured. It got recorded and captured. It doesn't fucking go away just because you put it up there for a second. If you put it out there, it's out there. And it will follow you regardless of what happens immediately. And I don't think legally anything's going to happen to these kids. Because on the one side, whether it sucks or not, they have a right to free speech. Well, no, and I don't think legally anything can happen. But where I think that it's good that the, that the district is looking into it and that the coach is taking it seriously because you've got to understand that the gay community in their school feels threatened, whether it, they thought it was being silly or whatever. That's a threat to them. And you feel unsafe. If, They're full of shit. If they thought it was being silly, no one does that. But it's if you're silly, but because the, uh, what I posted it mainly for is the adults are, are starting to take this seriously. And I feel like maybe five years ago, this would have been a, Oh, boys will be boys. We don't, you know, don't do that. And now people are more aware of it. They're more aware of, of this disenfranchised community that needs to be treated with respect. Well, I, and it, and things that, that are said against them need to be taken seriously. I also think that it's a factor of just kids in general are more accepting of other kids and less accepting of hateful things like this. I think something like this is going to follow those guys a long time. Yeah, this, they're gonna, it's going to follow them the rest of their life. Think about the things that get brought up when you run for political office. This is the kind of thing that they will never get away from. It doesn't matter that they were kids when they did it. It will follow them the rest of their lives. Uh, you know, Showing that kind of hate, even if you change 30 years from now, it's going to pop back up. Uh, and it's just a just a reminder that you shouldn't post shit. Uh, on well, no, it's not that you shouldn't post shit. You shouldn't do this shit. Well, yeah, but also be careful what you post. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that what they did was right. Please don't take it as that. But if they wouldn't have posted it on the social medias, it wouldn't have gone all over the place. Yeah, and it could have just been a bunch of assholes being hateful. And now it's a bunch of assholes being hateful. It's getting public attention. But I think that it's good that it's getting public attention because if it had just been a silent thing that hadn't been posted, it would have gone away. And you don't know how many kids would have felt threatened by that because nobody would have known. Now people can take some action against it. It can be used as an example. Don't do this shit. But those kids that felt threatened by it may not have known it happened either and not felt as threatened. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. So, uh, 
I read this other story uh, about the firefighters rescuing the police cops. <laughs> Did you watch the video, though? I, I, no, I didn't I watch the video. I posted this, too. Hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. So it's the it's the Department of Safety, I think, or whatever, where the where nine one one is, and there's a police the police are in there, and the fire department's in there, and I guess in their old building they used to get stuck in the elevator all the time, and in this new one, not as much, but the police went in there and they called nine one one, and there was a transcript of it posted too, where they basically are like, we're stuck in an elevator, uh, our elevator, and the fire department had to go over because only fire department have those keys that operate the elevators, <laughs> and like literally these cops just come streaming out, and the fire department, you know, they're never gonna let them live it down. But it was it was just kind of a funny, lighthearted thing, and I thought it would be fun to talk about because it happened right here in good old downtown Salt Lake. Well, I watch a lot of the, I like watching the YouTube videos of the public service departments having fun and doing fun videos going back and forth with each other. I think those are always fun to watch. So a good, good quality ribbing and kind of like, like when they're doing the lipstick challenges. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great to see like, like public service groups do things like this and show them publicly. Is that it's like teasing your little brother. You love them. You love them to death. You'd do anything for them, but you're going to tease them. That was the that was one of the firemen that rescued them. Half a million views in less than 24 hours. Yeah, it, it went was viral. So <laughs> freaking funny. It helps you go viral when news stations pick it up and start airing it too. Well, it was the fire department that posted it. Yeah, and then they got picked up by like basically every local news station who also posted it, and then that helps the the viralness of it. So. Well, that, and because they all took it, I mean, some people could have been jerks about it, but they did all take it in total stride and they, it was funny and it was just a heartwarming story. And we, we kind of are negative sometimes. And I wanted to talk about something that was funny. So, uh, some more, um, stuff coming to light on, uh, the Utah national monument changes that have been, uh, you know, grand Escalantes and, uh, grand staircase Escalantes and, uh, bears ears being changed. So now um, the a government watchdog agency is going to investigate the U.S. Interior Department. So this is Brian Zinke's department, um, uh, asserting basically that they broke the law by making plans to open up land cut uh, from those national parks uh, for oil, gas, and coal development. Um, we were kind of saying this when it was happening, like there are people making money off the back of these changes um, and it sounds like there's evidence suggesting that the Interior Department, in particular, Ryan Zinke's staff, uh, had, I mean, what's akin to insider trading, essentially, like, hey, we've okayed these reductions in these parks. Here's the suggestion we made to, to President Trump, who made the executive order. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to be selling off this land to these different uh, oil and gas and mineral rights people. If I recall, this is exactly what we said was going to happen. Which is exactly what everyone has been worried about <laughs> with these areas for a very long time. You hear the state legislature and you hear people like Mike Lee say, this stuff, you know, Utah knows best how to manage its lands, let Utah manage its lands. And to be fair, this pisses them off too because this is the federal government making deals uh, and Utah not being able to do the same thing, uh, which is what Utah State would do. Um, but everyone else is like, part of why we want this protected is so this shit doesn't happen. There's not a lot of public land left out there in terms of beautiful, untouched, serene nature. Uh, and Utah's got a big chunk of it. But guess what? It's not really habitable for humans. It's not a place that we're going to build towns and cities. 
But it is a place that a lot of people like to go to. It's one of the biggest industries in the state of Utah is tourism to these parks. Uh, and to sell this land off to just be destroyed is is pretty crazy. But um, So that, that was announced, um, actually, I think yesterday or two days ago that that investigation was going to start. Um, but the the uh, Tom Udall of New Mexico and Betty McCollum of Minnesota uh, requested the investigation back in May. Um, and uh, they're actually looking at some of the appropriation stuff that's been on the books for, for a while, for almost 20 years now. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Not really surprised that that, that investigation's happening. Uh, and officially, the, the land is not changed yet. Uh, it's still in the courts uh, as to whether or not that change was legal. Um, but uh, it will be interesting to see what happens there. Um, quite curious. Hopefully, hopefully all good. By all good, I mean hopefully someone from the Department of the Interior goes to jail. Uh, and I mean, well, hopefully, just it it stays what it is. Yeah, uh, and and I'm I'm interested. This you know the administration, a lot of Trump's cabinet is getting in a lot of trouble right now. We're starting to see the the battle really heat up between Congress and and the president's office. Uh, with with um, you know holding individuals in contempt, uh, challenging these executive privilege decisions, uh, we're going to see some some high end Supreme Court cases here in the next year. So I I would not be surprised. But uh, that's not all necessarily regarding Utah. So we're not going to talk a whole lot about it on this show. And <laughs> Bree's already getting bored. She was starting to yawn as I was saying that. <laughs> like, come on, what are we talking about? No, that just helps me breathe. Well, with us tonight uh, is, uh, I didn't ask, so I'm just going to assume it's Jackie Assad. Yeah. See, I'm good. When I don't ask, I nail if you it. you don't ask, you get it right. I'll fucking call, call you Rachel. Josh. I'm going to say, at the end of the episode, I usually say thanks again to our guests. You don't get to hear that part because you'll be gone, but I'll probably call you Rachel or something. It's weird. Um, so Jackie is with <laughs> us. Uh, Jackie's with us from Beehive Cheese. Um, and Bree and I got to meet Jackie at the uh, beer, cheese, and chocolate tasting. Was that um, two weeks, three weeks ago? What? Like, oh, that was a long ago. time ago. Yeah. Months ago. It was a while ago. ago. So if you'll remember back a whole week ago, if you listened to last week's episode. I was even here last week and I don't remember. Where I talked about how drunk I got at that event and what I did when I came home. Remember, he's, that was the time when he spilled the water. Oh, no, you no. told that at the at the gentleman's at, evening. At the gentleman. Okay, so after that event, which was fantastic, I did not realize how much beer I had drank. It was a lot. <laughs> And I don't like I don't drink heavily very often, so I was pretty intoxicated. And we got home. All three of you were. We got home. Yeah, that's true. We got home, and I'm getting water. And in our fridge, we have this water pitcher. Which, when we bought the fridge, I'm like, who the fuck needs a like self filling water <laughs> pitcher in their fridge? I'm never going to use this thing. Turns out, I use it all the time because the water's already cold and it pours faster than the, anyway. It doesn't matter. So I'm pouring. Did you take something before you got on the recording? Raspberry licorice. Licorice. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm I'm I pull out the water. I'm getting myself water because I got to drink some water so I'm not hungover the next morning. And I go to put it back in, and I'm and I'm I like, can I help you it. with that? And I'm can like, no, no, I'm good. I got it. I'm not that drunk. And I swear to God, it was sitting in there, and I let go, and it was on the side of the door, and just hit the ground. Water all over the kitchen floor, <laughs> like a gallon of water everywhere. 
It was not that big of a deal, but I was irritated because I asked if you could, if I could help you and you wouldn't let me. <laughs> so this is the same Jackie. This is the, this same, is the Jackie. same Jackie. This is the cause so, you're drunkenness. Well, and Jackie sat down and had a long conversation with us for, for quite a while once once it became apparent no one was actually paying attention to the pairing anymore. <laughs> is that a, Have you done a few of those, the, the pairings? Yeah, I've done a few. Is that usually how they go towards the end? If there's beer involved, and and you and two was doing some good pours, sometimes yes, they they're were. not as generous. Those were like six ounce flights, yeah. at least. <laughs> you guys got lucky that time around, but um, yeah, usually by the end, people are chatting, lips are a little bit looser, and but yeah, that was one of the better events for sure. Just ton of people there, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I, I do remember like. The first couple of like pairings, like everyone was quiet and was listening. And respectful. And, and by like, there were, I think there were six. And by the last five. one, literally there you couldn't five. hear a word that any of the three people talking about the pairing said. <laughs> <laughs> it it's was, good for us too, because yeah. we're drinking as well. Yes. And it's like, well, I hope they're not actually listening at this point. <laughs> Just repeating the same things over and over again. Um, but uh, that's, that's when Bree and I got to meet Jackie. And we, we've been wanting to get Beehive on the show. We've got this... Uh, rash of, of cheese makers and cheese mongers that we've had on the show as of recent because I think we all enjoy cheese rather immensely. Um, and it all started, I think, with the Utah Cheese Awards guy. Oh, yeah. Do you know about the Utah Cheese Awards? Because yeah, if you well, don't. It just happened a couple of weeks ago, right? The uh, festival. The festival. Yeah. The awards in October. Something it's like the that. the fall. They're in, in the, the fall. fall. So which you need to be a part of because we cannot have. That that polygamist cheese farm down in southern Utah winning all the awards again. She clearly doesn't know about I'm it. I'm not kidding. So there is a cheese farm in Hilldale. Is that where it was? I don't know. Why don't you just grab the um, best of and look yes, it up? Yes, it is. Are they actual polygamists? Yes. Yeah. For reals. Oh, wow. So it's, it's so interesting. Outside they won of, most of the awards shoot, last year. Fuck, really? I can't believe we missed that. Um, it's outside of uh, St. George, and um, they have a whole bunch of different cheeses. They do a lot of cheeses that no one else does. So they do like Parmesans and a lot of hard cheeses and stuff. Just a little tiny family family farm. I mean, families. It's a big family. It's a polygamous family. But uh, they make cheeses, and they won a lot of awards. It's Finney Farm. Finney Farm. Huh. So that's the name of it. Um, they cleaned house last year. Wow. So you need to step up your game is what we're saying. <laughs> I guess, we're here I guess to we cheer you on. Sister wives at Beehive Cheese. <laughs> we we right. have just made it our or mission. just pretend one. <laughs> We've made it our mission on this show to get every cheese person we know involved in the Utah Cheese Awards because Utah, we are finding out, has a ton of cheesemakers. So kind of funny. How did we stumble upon that? The Cheese Awards? It was in City Weekly. No no. no, 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 no. It was some random article. article. I and thought it was posted. in City We actually no. kind of sort of made fun of it on the show. and then Because all of the same person won all the awards. And we were like, is this even a real thing? Were there like two contestants? But it was like the second year. Yeah. Too. And yeah. then and then we had the actual guy. The guy that started it. And he just started it because he likes cheese. he likes cheese. I think that's how a lot of that stuff gets started, right? <laughs> you just want to eat a lot of cheese or drink a lot of beer, so you invite it's all true, the beer. True, but a lot of people just don't have like over. the follow through. So it was yeah. awesome to see that he like <laughs> the follow through did it. You know, yeah, good for him. So, so Jackie, how did you get involved in the cheese business? Um, I I've actually only been in the cheese business for about six months. I worked I worked in kitchens before, and just wanted. Uh, you know, my nights off sometimes and weekends <laughs> and um, got pretty lucky to hear about Beehive hiring for a salesperson, like event 
salesperson in the area and yeah interviewed and got so, in with them so that was like kind of mid-career for you at this point when you when we met you you were just kind of fairly yeah i was fairly new that was my f- first like big event i mean it wasn't that big like i'd done um like i'd done the made in utah mm-hmm. event earlier but that was like my first kind of um public speaking event <laughs> so to speak <laughs> <laughs> I was. It was funny because our friend Josh like totally called her out. I'm like, yeah. Josh, you're so rude. What the hell? <laughs> it's like you're playing with your necklace a lot. I was like, dude, whatever. Let's see you get up in front of these you people. Just, oh, yeah. He's oh, a he ham. was. He was trying oh. to. We had to keep him <laughs> down. He's a ham. Yeah. He was the one that was making all the artwork <laughs> out of the cheese. That 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 I can't remember AJ's coworker's name. Uh, that was he was taking all those oh, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Out of the chocolate and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so Beehive. Where did Beehive come from uh, in, in the state? Like, where did they where did they start? How did they get started? So, Beehive is uh, based out of Uinta, so South Ogden area. Um, and Pat Ford and Tim Welsh, those are the two founders of the company. Um, they were in finance and real estate, um, and just kind of wanted to quit their day job. Didn't want to do it anymore. And they, um, they like cheese. They like cheese and they're like, let's start making cheese. <laughs> they did a ton of research, but like had never really made cheese until, um, they started begging Utah State to like accept them into their advanced cheese making course. So uh, eventually one of the instructors was like, Oh, you guys seem to know what you're talking about. So come on over. Um, and they took the course up there at Utah State and, Utah State actually asked them to bring to market their first cheese, which is promontory. It's the Irish style cheddar Mm -hmm. that we do. Um, And they brought that to market and kind of just grew from there. Do you know if Utah State required them to go work out at Rock Hill Creamery before they could start (laughs) doing cheese making? Because from what I can gather with all the cheese people we've talked to, everybody all worked there at least for a month. You'll have to ask. I don't know. How long has Rock Hill Creamery been around? Forever. A thousand? (laughs) Seems like a lot. They were started by the Ute Indian tribe back (laughs) in the the pre-settlement days of the country. Um, originally, <laughs> originally settled by folks that crossed the Bering Strait. Um, the, the first cheese that okay, they made you actually had enough of the, whatever it was that you had. The first cheese they made came from woolly mammoth milk. You can stop now. <laughs> that a, sounds delicious. It was a nice, rich, creamy Swiss-style cheese. Aged in the caves of Logan. Did they find this preserved in some caves up that way? <laughs> oh my God! Stop! On the hills of Logan. <laughs> Man, Brock Hill should totally hire me as their marketing guy. I've got great stories. I think we should hire you as our marketing guy. <laughs> so it's because you market something boring. I do. No one, no one likes practice management software. <laughs> They've been around for a while. <laughs> Yeah, they've been around quite and some most, time. And most, uh, and seriously, though, a lot of people that we've had on mm-hmm. worked there, met there. The the am I saying Rockleth, Rock Rock Rockleth, Rockleth machine. Yeah. How did you butcher that name? Uh, Those French. are like the two sweetest ladies on the planet. What's yeah? Just do you even know what their names are? No, <gasps> I can't remember. That's all right. Abby and Zara know that I love them. They worked there. <laughs> 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 the the cheese the cheese the, uh, cheese, the, awards, the guy. cheese awards guy worked there. What's um, his name? 
Charlie. No, it's... Is it wow. <laughs> I'm just going to watch this train crash. German. German. Yeah, but that's not his first name. I cheated. I cheated. It's on the envelope. No, yeah. you're smart. You just have notes. Isn't it like Craig or something like that? It's Steve. It's Steve, Steve German. Steve German. He's actually Steve, not just when we call random people Steve. <laughs> um, no, you call them Josh. But he he worked there. Um, it was just it's just kind of amazing to hear all the different uh, cheese folk that have have had some experience there. Um, but anyway, uh, so Beehive's been around for a while. You just got into Beehive, but I'm I'm actually curious where you come from yourself. Uh, are you from Utah originally? Or are you a transplant? I'm a transplant. I am from Florida originally. Wow, that's a long ways. Yeah, off. so I, you're much happier, right? Because. It's not Florida. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there. It depends on what you're thinking about. I like, mean, they like, pour out much stronger drinks in Florida. That's true. So, like Miami, Florida, or like so, Bass Ackwards Panhandle, Florida, West Palm Beach. So, like an hour north of Miami. Yeah. So Miami. So like the yeah. only good part of a big state. Well, the West Coast is pretty nice. I would I would argue the West Coast, the Gulf Coast, is a lot nicer and less pretentious. <laughs> South Florida. Have you been to Tampa? I mean, yeah. When I was a kid, I went to Bush Gardens. Who doesn't go to Bush Gardens? <laughs> you know, there's these stories that start with a Florida man yeah. or a Florida woman. Oh, yeah. Those are all West and, and Panhandle Florida. Alligator. They're all they in the part of Florida you just so, said is less pretentious. So, Florida is like four different parts of the country rolled into one, right? Like, so South Florida is pretty metropolitan. Yeah, it's, it's where all diversity. the New York Jews go to die. Yes. It is so, it's crazy. It's like, it's like if New York aged 40 years, that's, that's the South part of Florida, like the Miami part of Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe I, it. That was the lots best way like, I could describe it. Lots of like, let's say, ass backwards people in central and northern Florida panhandle area. Yeah, I mean, it's just a melting pot of weird people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so what brought you to Utah then? I... um Gosh, that's that's a long story. So I, I worked on uh, I worked on boats for several years. Oh wow! I worked on so once again, yachts. What brought you to landlocked so Utah? So <laughs> I, I worked on yachts for a while. I did a bunch of traveling. Met my my boyfriend in that industry, and we actually moved out to Colorado about um, six years ago. We lived there just shy of a year, and um, someone suggested we go to Park City and learn to ski. So we're like, oh, okay. that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so we both found jobs there up at um, Canyons and just got in our car and moved out here. Wow. That is that is a hell of a story. That's, that's crazy. You went from the ocean to the mountains. Yeah, I love the mountains. I do too. I, I, I don't miss the ocean. I mean, I like the ocean, but I mean, there's not much to do. West Coast is the best coast. The alligators will eat you. <laughs> well, no, there are no alligators here, Jess. None. In Florida. No, she's talking about no. Florida. Yeah, Florida. They'll eat. Jess is definitely afraid not of here. Oh. So that's why she lives in Utah because there are no alligators. You should definitely there. be more afraid of gators than sharks. I'm, I'm oh, for definitely sure. terrified of sharks. That's one of the reasons why I moved away from the ocean. Um, but gators are way scared. Did you see the story a couple of weeks ago? 
the gator that they found yeah, all, no, with I a didn't with a steak. So they found knife. this alligator with a steak knife, like embedded in its eye. Yeah, <laughs> that someone had probably tried to kill, it like in, in self defense, or just pre- yeah, or just was defending themselves. They just might not fine. have been trying to kill it. So it turns out alligators have antibodies that act like antibiotics inside of their blood, and so they have like this natural immunity to infection. So they can live with steak knives stabbed through their They're dinosaurs. Eye. Of course they do. That's how they lived for so long. It's pretty amazing. That and chickens. No. <laughs> also, chickens get eaten by alligators, so alligators are, are clearly superior. Well, chickens are dinosaurs. But that's a really cool story. So you just kind of like, <laughs> you just picked up and you're like, man, someone said we should learn how to ski. So let's go to the best ski on, on earth and no, go to Utah. No, that's the best ski. It's the best snow. Yeah, which is I swear also to God, what ski. did you take? <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> God. I think that I think Jess that, just looked at me like, "Are you serious? Did you take cocaine?" Oh, that was not what my luck was for. I'm pretty sure it's because you haven't had real sugar in weeks. So it's Jess's fault. And you put real sugar, and it like somebody put a quarter in you, buddy. Okay, so you get to Utah, <laughs> and you you are are doing some restaurant stuff, and and then you get into beehive cheese. I I've got some I've got some questions about beehive cheese. Um, so okay. uh, that's that's why she's here. Oh, I know. <laughs> so obviously they do the the the, tr- the promontory cheddar, um, and most of the cheese is the same base cheese, right? And right. Just- so promontory is the base for all the rest of our cheeses. Um, I'll kind of continue the story from promontory. Um, so a few years after they made, made like start brought promontory to market, um, they, because they didn't know anything about cheese, were like, let's rub some espresso and lavender on here, age it and see what happens. So that's barely buzz. That's our, that is our that's flagship cheese. cheese. That's the cheese everyone knows, right? Um, but they made 10 wheels of that cheese, took two to, um, ACS, American Cheese Society Awards, and sold the other eight, and they won first place that year, and I've just been, like, winning awards for that cheese ever since. I mean, all their cheeses, but specifically that one kind of put them on the map. How many cheese manufacturers have tried to copy the Barely Buzzed? I mean, everyone. (laughs) But if if you've got a good thing. Right. We got, like, Beehive kind of of started that, like, rubbed rind movement. A little bit, and How long I mean, you see everyone do it. Um, so, Beehive's been in business for 14 years. So, about 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So, how do they? So, so now, how many different varieties of the the rubbed rind cheese do you guys sell? So, the- right now, we have nine flavors that we do off of that base. Um, off of that base promontory. And we do, we do like shreds and stuff from all those. And we have a couple non, um, promontory based cheeses. Um, but those are pretty much strictly for like food service restaurants and stuff. But as far as like what you can get in the grocery store, we've got those, um, nine flavors off of that one. So what are, what are some of the other things that you guys rub? I know you do the, the Cajun rub, which I love. We do the Cajun. My personal favorite, well, I've got two two favorites, um, is the Tea Hive. So that's no, Earl Grey Tea Rubbed. <gasps> that was so it's good. Phenomenal. You had that at the thing. Yeah. It was so good. That's like one of the first cheeses, because I've only been working for Beehive for about six months, and we used their promontory at my last restaurant um, on a burger, but 
that was like the first cheese that I tried and I like bit into it and I was like, this is amazing. Who made this cheese? And it was Beehive and this is before I worked for them. But, um, yeah, I was, I like specifically remember biting into that cheese and like it like bursts in your nose, like that kind of citrusy flavor. Right. And, um, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I remember like the first time I tasted that cheese, I was like really impressed. Um, what else? We do, oh, Red Butte Hatch Chili. That's my other I love that favorite. One. And so that one's different than the rest of them because we put um, fresh hatch chilies into the paste of the cheese as well as the rub on the outside. Um, but we donate 3% of all proceeds to Red Butte Garden, Gardens up in Salt Lake. Oh, nice. And so, I don't know, I was, I mean, it's delicious plus you know, plus bam, you just helped the community. Yeah, exactly. And and the company's always kind of trying to support the local community as much as possible. So and Red Butte like Gardens that. is, if, for those of you that don't know, it's a beautiful garden up by the University of Utah where old people go see concerts <laughs> and <laughs> where people summer. get. I go to see have great concerts, concerts there, there all the time. <laughs> I will be missing Howard Jones next week, by the way, at Red Butte. <laughs> Because it's on a Tuesday. Like, and not, you can bring your own booze in there and your own food. food. Like, why wouldn't you want to go there? I, look, and I don't mean to insinuate anything, but I said old people. They we're also not have spring good chickens. Too. <laughs> <laughs> they have good brownies. Yeah. Are they, they have like brownies? a little, no, they have like a little, like, it's like a cafe, I guess it would, that, oh, they have sandwiches yeah. and stuff like that. You can like pre order your food. I haven't been up there in a while. The gardens are beautiful, though. The, the gardens are really beautiful up there. So how long does do those have to age? So they'll age. Is it all different? Yeah. So we don't standardize our milk. So the cheese isn't ready until we taste it and make sure that it's ready. Who gets um, that job? Uh, Warren. <laughs> how many how many wheels of <laughs> cheese do you waste in the tasting? So you're like, okay, it's been five years. I'm gonna cut into this wheel. <laughs> It's not ready. That wheel's no good. So then you got to go home. Or, or do they just leave that wheel and then cut into the same taste? I hope wheel? after five years, the cheese is ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you just take like a small little yeah. taster of it. You're not like just biting into the whole wheel of cheese. Well, then you're that doing be, it that would be wasteful. <laughs> it would be very wasteful. Does the cheese ever talk to Will like it does in the cheese commercials? <laughs> cheese <at> commercials. <laughs> With the bad jokes, because you're letting it mature. <laughs> oh no! Commercials. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is a disturbing if, episode. If I was the marketing head of of Beehive, I would totally steal that commercial idea and do something with it. So I had a great idea about marketing today. So remember those um, Goosebumps books? Uh-huh. Do you remember Say Cheese and Die? So what if you did like a Say Beehive Cheese and Die. die for like but, I mean I don't know that that would work do it like right before the end of the <laughs> farmer's market that would be awesome yeah you'd have to do like some sort of pumpkin spice rub because it would be close to the end close to Halloween yeah. then what's, the a, market. what's a good fall flavor that's not pumpkin spice because I don't know if pumpkin spice cheese would be good I'm not sure how that would translate maybe you could cl- I wonder if cloves you could put cloves on the cheese or like oh. a nutmeg rub mm. nutmeg is intense parsley all those parsley parsley parsley's <gasps> not fall where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Farmer Jeremy, what the hell? Parsley's good. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I think you just derailed that. I'm just going to rub some parsley on this cheese and age it a little while. I'm trying to think of what would be a good fall flavor to go with that campaign. You can definitely keep that campaign going. Oh, yeah. I think you could totally yeah. get away with it in Utah. Sage? You should, 
should push for it. Yeah, sage, sage would be would a be good follow. Sage would be good, yeah. Yeah. We, I got a big bag of fresh sage out of Jeremy's garden. Perfect. Upstairs. Well, most of, so we have, we do a lot of R&D, right? And mm, I would say like 95% of that, those weird flavors we try just are not very good. Yeah. There's much better, <laughs> there's much better cheese minds than the people in this room. So. <laughs> There's a reason why well, we don't work there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason I'm not a cheesemaker. <laughs> so, uh, Beehive sells at a lot of the local grocery stores, right? Yes. Pretty much everywhere locally. How about how about outside of the state of Utah? Is it is it growing outside of Utah or is it pretty much just Utah local? No, we're distributed nationwide. Oh, that's yep. awesome. So that's, I mean, so locally we're in Harmon's, Whole Foods, Smith's. Um, You're in Sprouts, I think, aren't you? Yeah. So, and then outside of Utah, like Smith's and Whole Foods carry us um, and just lots of other grocers as well. So, yeah, it's it's really growing in popularity. There's a really big following outside of the state. Like California is a really good market for us as well with all the wine there awesome. yeah so that's interesting i wonder mm-hmm. do they california's got to have a lot of its own cheesemakers too though right? yes they do it's interesting that you can do so well in a state like all that, those cheese commercials with the happy cows from california well i mean california is like super protective of its own agricultural industry and so i, I find it interesting that you can do really well in a state that's got that's that probably because cheese foothold. in california causes cancer so they get it from utah so they don't get the cancer <laughs> well they don't have to put the cancer warning on the cheese <laughs> that's rubbed in utah because you know it's different standards i mean everything causes cancer nowadays right well in california have you noticed every like <laughs> just getting happens? old causes cancer that's true you're either gonna die from old age or cancer well yeah (laughs) (laughs) old age you just get old enough your cells don't reproduce properly that's cancer when did beehive start doing the cheese curds because i gotta tell you i love the rubbed cheese but the cheese curds make it so much more accessible for me to be fat (laughs) <laughs> and they're flavored too well, that's so they're so, so like, delicious the thing about the rubbed rind is like a big piece of let's let's take the cajun rub for example um you know only the top part of it or if you get the back part of the actual cut you get like a ton of that cajun but with the cheese curds the whole thing is covered so every bite is the same so when did you guys start doing those Longer than six months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how long. They've been doing the curds for a while. So in the cheese making process, like you have to make those curds. Mm -hmm. So you can either throw them away or sell them. Well, you you can either throw them away or or pack them into a hoop and make them into cheese. (laughs) (laughs) You're throwing them away. You're not making any cheese. (laughs) What do you do with the leftover whey in the cheese? So we actually send it back to the dairy that we get the milk from and they reincorporate it into their feed and it's super high in protein oh. so it's really good for the for the animals oh, for the cows that's cool. yeah. i always wondered that never really got that much into cheese. well no i know how it's, i know how cheese is made i don't think you do <laughs> i don't think you do either because you just said that she was gonna throw the curds away that's well, awesome <laughs> you guys suck. i'm a little disturbed I'm, I'm i'm seriously convinced that this somewhere on your trip home you drove through dosed. something. You inhaled something. He probably something. had a chat with the Kearns pirate. 
Maybe so. you were chatting with the Kearns pirate. Who's Something the happened pirate? to you. You're, oh my He's God. He's a guy that stands on the corner with a pirate ship. Right there on 56th and 62nd by the, on the corner where the Walmart's By the liquor at. store. He is dressed like a pirate and he juggles. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> fun. Every, right? Is he homeless or he's just know. having fun? I'm pretty sure he works for Great Clips as a sign for I don't think so because I have never seen a Great Clips sign. It's because he sucks at his job. <laughs> we really don't know. He, he really, just shows But you guys are talking about Great Clips, <laughs> so I think maybe he's doing he's his working. job. Everyone knows who he is. I'm telling you. When the weather gets warm, he appears on the and corner. And he just is there also. He used to have, he had a dummy for a while. Oh, God. <laughs> they had a dummy. Like, it was like a mannequin that had two car batteries hooked up to it on the back of a dolly, like a stand-up dolly, and the mannequin's arms went like this, and there was a sign attached to him, and it just went like, and people can't see it. I don't know what the sign said. Uh, it was a great clip sign. <laughs> I'm not you even don't kidding. know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't his then. But uh, yeah, that was when he wasn't he wasn't able to be there. The mannequin that seemed to always fill be in there. for him. <laughs> but did the mannequin get wow. fill in pay? No. <laughs> he was pissed because his job was kicked out by automation. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dad jokes abound, man. It was Father's Day this week, and we're entitled, right? No. <laughs> we can only have one person that consistently derails the podcast, and today we have two. So it shouldn't be the conductor? No. <laughs> I don't derail that often. Really? Well, Are you uh, sure about that? Maybe. <laughs> we should get back to cheese. Okay, so what are what are, you, what are the other rubs that you guys use? So you have the, the Earl Grey tea, the, the barely buzzed, the Cajun. green chili, and the Cajun. And there's five others, right? We do so fully loaded, and that is that um, bourbon, bourbon fortified. We have a sea salt and honey that's sea hive. I love um, that one. Yeah, I like that one too. It's got like a nice tartness to it. Apple walnut smoked. Oh, that was good. Um, what am I missing? We have a new one um, that's a truffle truffle rubbed. Hmm. It's called truffle hive. Not the not the chocolate truffle, the mushroom but truffle. The mushroom, mushroom truffle. Why yeah. would you? Well, rub it I with mean, chocolate? truffles truffles aren't mushrooms, just to be clear. Well, yeah, but, but they're basically those... mushrooms. <laughs> would you stop? Aren't they fungus? Are they not fungus? <laughs> yeah, they are, but they're not. Um, no, they're a tuber. I think. Are they really? Yeah. I thought they were a fungus, a fungi. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Well, we could Google it. I'm just like <laughs> ask Siri totally rolling my eyes at you as hard as I can. I can see it's hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that. So where do you guys get your, uh, where do you get your um, mushroom, not mushrooms from? <laughs> <laughs> so we get them from uh, Regalis. So um, they are an Italian truffle that we use and we get them. Uh, they come packed in olive oil. Like it's called truffle carpaccio. It's like thinly sliced truffle, um, and we take that thinly sliced truffle, rub it onto the cheese with some truffle salt, some of that truffle mm. oil or the oil that's been preserved, that the truffle's been preserved in, um, a little bit of honey, and yeah, I mean it's pretty. So, pretty is that pretty cheese simple. like ten dollars more a pound? It's got to be. Yeah. It's, so when it's when you do for sure. that cheese or any cheese, how like how many do you do at a time? I'm assuming it goes in batches, like a yeah. hundred at a time. Like so, we have um, a thirteen thousand pound um, vat. That's how much milk it holds. Um, wow. And then so ninety percent of that is whey because most of 
milk is way. I've been much. avoiding it all night, so, but I gotta say, no way. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> See, you never derail the podcast. Okay. Ever. I mean, at least it's, she's related. It is somewhat she's related. I have an update. I okay. googled, I googled it. So. The internet is at odds. They're not sure if truffles are mushrooms or not. They're definitely fungus. And some people say because it's a fruiting, spore-bearing thing that it is a mushroom. And others say because it doesn't have a stem uh, and it grows underground uh, that it is not a mushroom. But they are fungus. Okay. okay. Well, now, now the you know. The more you know. Now you, now you don't know any more than you knew when you came. I know they're fungus so, for sure. As far as Back the truffles. To Back to batches. Oh, back to batches. Oh, that's right. Um, there are batches. So yeah, I mean, thirteen hundred. So thirteen hundred pounds. I'm gonna buy. We do twenty pound wheels. That's... How, do, how do I get a whole wheel? <laughs> buy I it. mean, you buy it. Yeah. I've never seen a whole wheel in the grocery store. Yeah, they should come up. They have to them the at Harmons all the they time. Have a just no, not the they same. don't. They, they don't, don't have, have whole wheels. At not Harmons. hers. They don't have they, whole no, wheels. I, I want a whole wheel of beehive. We don't. Yeah, we don't really like send out. We can send out whole wheels. Special whole requests wheel? of cheese. What would that cost? But yeah, I mean, a whole pounds, wheel of that whole cell. It's like. Would you let her answer the question? Oh my god! Mm, Shut we don't up! Need to yell. <laughs> okay. We're excited about cheese. Uh, I know, but I want to hear the topic. answer. Okay. So yeah, twenty pounds times approximately ten dollars a pound wholesale. So. So that's not bad. Yeah, that's actually fairly affordable for Jeremy. a whole wheel of cheese. I, I just don't know what you would do with a whole wheel of cheese at your house. The way there, buddy. <laughs> there. A, where the fuck did you learn math? This is a fifty dollar <laughs> bill, not a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> where a qu- did you bring a quarter of a wheel of cheese for me? You're gonna get two pounds with that. Where did you get a quarter wheel of cheese? What is no, that? No wholesale. A it's a fifty. You said twenty pounds, ten dollars a pound wholesale. That's two hundred bucks. This is a quarter of a wheel of cheese. All right. I got, I've got enough for a wheel in there. I will, I'll bring it out. Did you bring a wheel with you? That's something you roll yeah, around with? Yeah, it's in with? my car. Let's go get it. <laughs> she, drives, she drives around on wheels of cheese. So the creamery, you said it's in like South Ogden? In, yeah, in Uinta. Mm-hmm. So like like how far from here? Because I'm seriously interested in getting a wheel of cheese. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really sell it by the wheel wholesale to consumers, right? Uh, we'll sell it to distributors depending on what they're planning on doing with it. So, like, um, Eating it. Caputo's, Caputo's oh, it takes yeah. our unaged promontory and they do, it's called Butterbound, and they, um, they put a, they rub, or they put a bandage on it that's been soaked in, um, duck fat and then in butter, but they get an unaged full wheel of cheese. Because oh I mean, God. and then yeah, they just age it themselves. Did you just, they age it themselves. Did you just hear that they wrap it in butter game. and duck fat? And did you know that we insure it? Caputo's? I do know that. Oh my God! <laughs> you insure them? Yeah, her, her my company insures Caputo's, wow. so we insure their cheese. I guess duck fat and butter. That sounds mm. amazing. That's amazing. It's I, really good. I, eat that with a steak. Try it. So, two questions: What is the biggest seller, and what is your favorite? So, Barely Buzzed is our biggest seller. Yeah, it is. Hands down. Hands down. And that's nationwide, too. In in Utah, um, it's more promontory. I think people use it more in cooking applications, and it's a little bit... Like, I think... I mean, I can cook with pretty much any of them. Like, they all have their applications in cooking, and they're great melting cheeses. Um, but for the most part, people use the promontory 
when they're cooking other than if you're going to put it on a cheese board or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, my favorite, my two favorites are the, the red butte hatch chili and the tea hive. Mm, I just want cheese. Have, have, have you guys ever thought about kind of expanding? I know you said you, you make a couple other products for like restaurant sale. Have you, have they ever considered making something other than the, uh, than the promontory cheddar base for, for commercial distribution for, I think they have, um, but it's just when you make so much of this one cheese and there's like such a big demand for it. Um, Why bother? Well, I mean, not not even just that. Like when you get good at one thing, it's kind of hard to like, you know, turn the car around, go in the other direction and make something completely different. Um, so they they've I think they've tried it. Um, they used to do it's called Aguiano. Um, so it's like Parmesan style cheese and just a different pot process and just a little bit harder to make. And they've stopped making it, but it was like, it was a great cheese. I mean, it still is a great cheese. There's some Aguiano still around that's like a year and a half, two years old. So it's, do they, it's delicious. Do you guys age it in caves? Uh, no. Like the Swiss do up in the Alps? Or we is do not. It, we don't have the Alps here. But we have caves and we have mountains. It's true. Like. They could like hide it in what's the cave that the guy died in? Down in Provo. Nutty Putty. Nutty Putty. Nutty putty <laughs> Even close to Provo. <laughs> he wouldn't have died if there would have been cheese in that that's cave. True. That's all yeah, I'm saying. That's he would true. Survive. Um, no. So do you guys just age in a like in a warehouse? Like yeah, we just have inspiring warehouse. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, got, it's, it's full of cheese. Yeah, it's, it's full inspiring. of cheese. I'm not saying it's not awesome. It smells good in there. Well, so we age it in cryovac bags. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's anaerobic aging, no air exposure at all. And we age it um, at 46 degrees and then 54 degrees, give or take a little bit. Um, but we have two, like one giant cooler split into two that we do the aging process in. And so how much cheese are you guys making in a week? thousands of pounds of cheese holy shit well think about it they're distributing it to to people who are cooking and and using it in restaurants plus their grocery stores i really had no idea you guys had that do they do runs every day or is it like a couple times a week? so it it depends um when we're super busy or ramping up quite a bit we'll make cheese four times a week um and that's three to four batches each day when it slows down a bit, two days a week. Um, so it really just varies depending on supply. So what's demand. cheese yeah. season? What makes you ramp up? Production? Oh, so if we know like a big order is coming in or we know like in three months. It's Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Just you can kind of figure does, out based how, on. How long does it take to age typically? So it depends. For four to eight months is where most of the cheese is. So you you really are having to look quite a ways out into the future to make sure you're yes. meeting demands. Right. Do you have like a like a big store of like, okay, we've got enough cheese for orders for six months and we won't go out of business? Or is it like a constant revolving? Well, yeah, you, you have to stay on top of it. You have to just be keeping up that kind of par level. Um, and every year we get bigger. So every year more. you just have to make more cheese. 
so you don't run out. Can you imagine if we just ran out of Barely Buzzed one day? I'd People would pretty, be really upset. I'd be pretty It'd be like when, when you go to KFC and wherever it was <laughs> oh and, the pe- they and they ran out of chicken. Yeah. We went to El Pollo Loco once and they're like, yeah, we don't have any chicken. No, they didn't have any breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you there were that breasts. That sounded odd. There were breasts in that chicken store. Chicken breasts. They had no chicken breasts. <laughs> right oh, down the tubes. <laughs> You're the one that said it. Truth. Uh, how do you guys stay, speaking of like all the stuff that you're making, how do you stay on top of competition? Because there are a lot of cheesemakers in Utah now. I mean, we've been around like... We're one of the oldest cheesemakers, and we, we have a really good reputation. We make a quality, consistent product. And also just, I mean, Pat and Tim have great relationships with the community, and so that helps a lot, too. And, you know, there's, I mean, there are a lot of cheesemakers, um, and everyone has respect for everyone else. different, too. Like, each right. brand is a different... Mm-hmm. Blessed are the cheesemakers. Is there a cheesemakers <laughs> guild like there is a brewer's guild in the, in the state? No, there isn't, but I think there should, should start be. that. I'll get right on it. Then you guys can help <laughs> lobby for cheese legislation, for pro-cheese <laughs> legislation. In yeah, because uh, who's anti-cheese? Oh, besides the communists. communists. Oh, I was going to say vegans, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's well, basically the same Vegans thing. are anti-everything. <laughs> It's not my look. Someone did something bad. No offense people. to vegans. No, I or lo- communists. I love you. I love you, <laughs> vegans. Sometimes um, Cassidy doesn't like cheese. I well, she, yes, she does. She likes manicotti. She loves manicotti and is full of cheese. Oh, okay, point. She likes cheese in the she right. She doesn't like to context. eat cheese like we do, where you weird. just like cut Eat a it. hunk of cheese off of a block in the fridge and then shove it in your face. So as a as a cheese professional, <laughs> I have a serious question for you. Um, there's there's actually a three-parter. Wow. Is American cheese cheese? Oh, like cheese product. Yes. Is American cheese like craft single style American cheese or, you know, a block of American cheese made by, say, Boar's Head, is that cheese? The creamy, I don't, I don't know American. what the ingredients are specifically Nobody in does. these things. <laughs> um, I, like I mean, dogs. I guess based on, I guess it depends no, on what your definition dogs. is, right? So, I mean, cheese. By your definition, you're a cheese professional. I mean, I would say <laughs> that it's probably not artisan. It's not artisan it's cheese. Definitely I'll not say that. artisan cheese. It's not artisan cheese. Okay, so next next question. We might get progressively worse. Just just bear with me. <laughs> is cheese whiz cheese? Be in the jar. I make it. I use it in casseroles. You spread it on celery. In the can at the game. No, no, that, that is that not kind? cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is in a jar. Similar in consistency to Velveeta. A little bit creamier. Is that cheese? Wow. Well, so, I mean, Philly cheesesteaks, the cheese on there is cheese whiz. It's cheese whiz. So, so is that cheese? I, I would say, yeah, it kind of has to be cheese. Okay. But American cheese is not cheese whiz. Is. That's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, Well, I didn't market. say American cheese wasn't cheese. You said it was not artisan cheese. Well, I mean, neither is cheese whiz. <laughs> no, Let's be true. clear. <laughs> Come on. Kraft is an artisan cheese manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The last one. Okay. Easy cheese. Cheese in a can. The squeeze cheese. You know, you put on crackers, it's got fake bacon flavor in it. 
don't, don't even tell me you've never what <laughs> the little nozzle and in. how have you never it's heard like, of is that you, not cheese whiz is that different than cheese from whiz? florida I call this cheese yeah. you came from florida and you don't know what easy cheese is and the, ca- the little can i'm really disappointed See, i call it cheese whiz also cheese whiz. yeah that's cheese whiz. No, no no they are two different things my friend <laughs> just like two two different <laughs> manufacturers well the same I, thing i think you just have to be poor white trash to know the difference where what are, what are you saying what are you saying about me i'm saying you're poor white trash <laughs> it's like saying a hoagie and a sub no yeah they're the same they thing. are not the same thing cheese whiz they're the same thing no uh, no Cheese Whiz comes Dude, out what are you doing? I'm looking up a picture of yeah, Cheese well, Whiz. That doesn't do any good on a podcast where people cannot see you. So Cheese Whiz comes in a jar. Uh, this is a picture of Cheese Whiz. It's like Velveeta. Remember Velveeta comes down. in a block, right? But melted they're, down. They're right next to each other. So there's Cheese Whiz. Okay. Right? The jar. And then... Yeah. iPhones don't have a back button. It's really stupid. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but it's in a weird place. And then this is Easy Cheese cheese in a can they're two different things they don't even taste alike one you pour on crackers that's why as you notice i tapped easy cheese i went to the target page for easy cheese and there's nothing but ritz crackers and wheat thins next to it yeah cheese whiz goes on celery i don't think you would put uh easy cheese on celery. i've never put celery. this is what google says <laughs> cheese whiz is often confused with easy cheese the processed cheese spread you can spray out of a can sure both types of processed cheese product probably have the same gang of industrial ingredients by contrast easy cheese is cheese at the press of a button and that's just well too easy so, so they're different they're they processed are processed cheese and this is my favorite word product <laughs> <laughs> cheese product. <laughs> cheese product, yeah. So that don't know if that qualifies as cheese. Her answer across the board is no. Okay. No. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Jackie's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what did I sign what up for here? did I do? She's like, I thought I was she's talking like, about beehive. No, she's was. like, I thought that those people were crazy because they were drunk. I didn't realize they were crazy just because they were actually crazy. <laughs> no, I might have mellowed out drunk. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't over there talking to you. I was talking to Jen and Derek, so I don't know what was said. I can't say if they were this crazy or not, but... <laughs> It's been a long time. I don't remember anymore. So, Jackie, what kind of events do you guys have coming up? Because, you know, obviously we met you at the Beer, Wine, and Cheese. Or Beer, Cheese, and Chocolate. Beer, Wine, and Cheese would be a really good event. It would be one I would like better because I don't like beer. (laughs) I just gave all my beer away. That's why you guys were all more drunk than everybody else. Because you all drank my beer. (laughs) She was the DD and she just kept giving us her flights, so... It was You're good night. doubling up. Good for you. <laughs> um, we're gonna. So we are at the Salt Lake City and Ogden Farmers Markets all summer. So come say hi to us. Are you there every week this year? Because I know in past years you've like rotated weeks. We, I think we're gonna be at the Salt Lake one every week, and I think the Ogden one we might be rotating or we might be there we actually just hired a couple of people to do the it's like so we'll try to we're gonna plan on being there every week will you sell whole wheels of cheese <laughs> no <laughs> you're obsessed i don't know what i would do with it when i got I it i don't that, know either that's an insane amount you would of be cheese. extremely constipated and then once you open it you have 20 pounds of cheese like it's not going to just last open air i mean i guess it would I have a it refrigerator. Does. Parmesan cheese. Well, yeah, but 
How are you going to put 20 pounds of cheese in your refrigerator? I'll make room. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is he'd just keep throwing parties. Do you have a cave friends. in the backyard you can put it in? I got a deep freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd just keep having gentlemen's evenings over I and could over cut and it up again. and then re- reseal it, re-vacuum pack it. Do you have a cryovac? <laughs> I could she- get one. <laughs> if I'm spending $200 on a 20-pound wheel of cheese, it might be worth the investment. Wait, this is becoming a huge... Why don't we just buy the cheese as we need it? I want to say sense. I bought a 20-pound wheel of cheese. I don't think you get the point. It's not that I don't want to just buy the cheese. I want to say that I've had a 20-pound wheel of cheese in my possession. I can send you a picture of one. <laughs> I can. If I go visit the creamery, will they let me hold one? That was yeah. in Italy. I went to a Parmesan factory. Did you buy that whole wheel of cheese? Yeah, and I brought it home on the plane with me. <laughs> she just used it as a booster that seat is, everywhere she, she went. She was like, look, I'm taller. I don't buy myself a lot of souvenirs. That's the kind of souvenir I would get. Yeah. He just got through spending like $300 on, on three bottles of booze in Vegas. He would totally buy a $200 wheel of cheese. Yeah, I wouldn't even flinch. Look, see, then you just cut it in half like this Parmesan cheese in Italy on my phone. And then you throw it under one of Rocklet's burners. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How big, are, how big is oh, it? Oh, I bet you if you went and saw Zara and um, Abby. Abby, they would let you at least touch how, a wheel of cheese. How big? <laughs> so you have to have gloves on. Yes. Hey, ladies, can I touch your cheese? <laughs> <laughs> they don't swing that way. Can you not be offensive to our friends, please? Um, how, how big? Like, seriously, how big visually? This is for me, not for the podcast audience. Um, okay. Epic. So she's got Even her arms Even though we're doing a podcast. It's as if she was giving me it's a hug. Like That's how feet. big it is. Uh, probably like two, what, two feet? Two feet in diameter? Yeah, yeah. approximate. Maybe yeah. three. How thick are they? Are they? Yeah. Oh, That's see, I cool. could do that. It's only 20 pounds. We got room in the fridge. It'll fit on the bottom shelf. <laughs> I'll just move the drinks around. <laughs> All right. I'm, seriously, I'm done. Brie, you, you should know, have a cheese refrigerator. You know, tonight I'm going to... Oh, my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> like, so it, it's like a, it's it's half of a wine refrigerator. So half of a, a wine cooler. Like you just take the top racks out and shove cheese in there. And then the bottom half's wine. And then anytime that's you're perfect. hungry... You just mix them together. You can just stand in front of that wine cheese refrigerator forever. We won't have to cook for at least a week. I <laughs> think you're going to eat 20 pounds of cheese in a week. I Great. didn't say I was You'll smart. never go to the bathroom ever again. You know, you're coming home tomorrow and the fridge is going to have 20 pounds of cheese in it. Um, Chris's birthday is in Julia's, like three weeks. Is Julia's room still empty? Because I think I'm coming to live with you. It is. <laughs> Yeah, Chris's oh, birthday's next month. Oh man! <laughs> if if my all friends go in on a wheel of cheese, if my friends get me a wheel of cheese, it will be the most glorious birthday ever. I will make hamburgers for everyone that we can put the cheese on. <laughs> I will. We will do our best to use up twenty pounds of cheese in a Does night. It, so, but it has and to be intact. Night. It can't be four. I, no, it's got to start with the full wheel. The whole wheel. Okay. I want to cut into the wheel. I will find. I'll get like the like my sawzall. Yeah, do like this. Sawzall. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I see that's a lot of work. So I would actually probably just whip out the power tools. I'd get a new blade so it was clean. clean so it didn't have like the metal from the fence I had to cut up the other in the spring last year. Oh, we could just use Jeremy's tile saw. True. <laughs> just run that through the tile saw. Just turn the water off. You don't oh, want the water man. on the cheese. You don't want the water on the cheese. So besides the markets, do you have any t- tastings or pairings or anything like that coming up? Um, I am doing a class actually um, at Harmon's on Ooh, are you part Thursday. Of the, thing? the what? Well, they so do Harmon's like... has been doing the classes. You guys yeah. Are... Yay. Um, which, awesome. which Harmon's is it? The 
is it Station Park up in Farmington? Mm-hmm. So we're doing a pairing with um, A Priori or Caputo's and um, Red Rock. Oh. Um, just doing a pairing, chocolate, cheese, beer. At the store? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, I think in August it is, we're doing uh, Utah Beer Fest. We're going to be one of like the VIP pairings yes. in like, the VIP area. Yes. And yeah, I mean, those are the, the big ones coming up. Their cheese pairs well with booze. Yes. I'm here to tell you. It also pairs well with nothing. It's <laughs> delicious by itself. Salads, Just eggs, steaks. Pretty much anything. If you can eat it, you can put the cheese with so it. So we live in a house where when we just get hungry, we just cut off hunks of cheese and eat mm-hmm. it. So I still have some bread cheese upstairs that we have to fry up. Have you ever had bread cheese? Yeah. Isn't it the best? I actually just did a... Um, I did that same advanced cheese making course at Utah State and... We made bread cheese. Well, Eustolopia, same yeah. same idea, right? Same thing. Um, so I have a bunch of cheese Eustolopia that I made in, in my freezer, oh, ready to get eaten. That's See? awesome. Yeah. You have a whole bunch of cheese in your freezer, and I, you're questioning my ability to use it. You don't even want to see how much cheese I have in my fridge right now. I think you would be surprised at my answer when you say that. <laughs> I love cheese. Well, Jackie... Um, I do enjoy cheese a lot, but I have to ask you a different question. Okay. Okay, This is not, I mean, it might be about cheese. Maybe your answer is about cheese. You uh, came from the the downtrodden streets of (laughs) Palm Beach. Of alligator ridden. Of of backwards Florida, up through Colorado and into the state of Utah. And now Utah is your home. Yes. What's one thing that you would tell someone visiting the state of Utah that they had to do before they left? She's pondering. See, we need music, babe. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Not Jeopardy music, though. Um, gosh. We stumped her. Spot. She know. had an answer. She could even answer well, all the fake cheese questions. This I, mean, one she can... I mean, I guess I think I, I would get up into the Uintas. That's what I would say they'd have to do. That's what I would do. Get up into That's the my Uintas. favorite. My favorite area up there. That's good. That's a good answer. Well, Jackie, thanks a lot. How do people get a hold of you? Where do they find your cheese and beehive cheese? If they want you to do an event for them. So, um, beehivecheese.com. Um, we have a little contact information contact at us. the bottom. Contact at beehivecheese.com. Do you answer um, you those can, messages personally? I don't. Oh. No, but I am not. So don't send private messages <laughs> so to Jackie through the it. website. If, if someone wants a 20-pound wheel of cheese, is that an appropriate email address? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Are you going to put in a good word for me so it can happen? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I have a 20-pound wheel of cheese in my future. Mm-hmm. Stay in touch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> When's your birthday? The middle of July. Oh, soon. Yeah. You guys all know what to get them. Pioneer Day festivities. Be damned. Pie and beer and cheese day. That's what I'm saying. We could make a cheese pie out of that 20 pound. <laughs> Apple and cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank Jackie. you. Well, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks to Cheryl uh, from Beehive <laughs> It's Jackie. Thanks to Jackie from Beehive Cheese. You know, I, I remember her name probably because I got to speak to her at length at a different function yeah well you met her as a person before you met her as a interviewee that's true you're a real person jackie 
tells you. No matter what anybody tells you, you are a real girl. Remember um, that. <laughs> what a what a what a what a journey though to go from the, the backwards ass area of Florida to Colorado to backwards ass Utah well, <laughs> to Colorado. On like, by the way, no one you don't have a Twitter account that's a Utah man. All right. That's a Florida man. And there's a Twitter account that exists for a reason. And if you don't believe me, just go look it up. That's a Florida true. man is a Twitter, Twitter account. And all it is is stories that start with a tagline, a Florida man or a Florida woman. We should have mentioned the island in Ireland that we're moving to. That's true. We didn't talk about that. So uh, I happened to look over and see Peter waving at us from the calendar and... I remember. So last week, uh, there was a, I read an article on CNN. So there is a, an island off of the coast of Ireland. Donegal. Um, uh, near Donegal. Um, that is, uh, it's dying essentially. The population is dwindling to almost nothing. There's like 420 something people on the island now. Less actually. Yeah. And, 300s. and so they've, and people just keep leaving. No one's really coming there and they're trying to get people to come to the island. Part of the problem is it's an island. It's a tiny island. Uh, and there's not really anything there. What's the island that Father Ted lives on? Not that one. Uh, but, but I, I think the one Father Ted lives on is on the west, off the west coast. This is off the east coast, I think, of Ireland. Um, but anyway, uh, so they boast like high speed internet, and they're trying to get people <laughs> no, there. It's to, like no, it's like that, a big deal. It's, it's a huge deal. The internet they've brought in, they've run cables on the ocean floor. It's so that like so like people like you that work from home. Can 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 I mean work you wouldn't better. be able to go measure anything, but That'd be a little rough. No, but. but but people who work remote, so they're mm-hmm. trying to get people who work remotely primarily to go live there. Or like a and base. they've been sending letters to people in the U.S. and Australia. Yeah, so they've been and they've been running ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe that's how we got that postcard. So Peter called us like le- leg feckers or something and told us to go live there. Yeah, so I mean we we are likely his his relatives as well. He said there's like a one in a million chance. Well, that's do it. Let's hold you back. So, um, eh, I don't, my job requires me to be here right now, but maybe in four or five years. If you have the high speed internet, though, we can Skype the show in. That is true. (laughs) Um, it would be a little weird timing wise for me because, like, right now, yeah, yeah. seven hours is rough. We made it work with Peter. (laughs) You know, the nice thing for, yeah, because we did it like Saturday morning, our time, which was like Like, Saturday evening. It was like eight o'clock morning. Yeah. And for him, it was like (laughs) five or six in the afternoon. He was already drunk. It was awesome. Um, (laughs) <laughs> With India, no, it's kind of cool to see his lights turn on, though. India is like 12 hours away, mm-hmm. so it's actually pretty easy. It's You just have to catch each other early in the morning and, and early in the evening, and you can actually have you know fruitful conversations. It messes your work day up a little bit here, but... Um, they, yeah. could, they could get a call center there because that'd be cool if someone with an Irish accent or... Yeah, that is, that is a good opportunity for them. But we couldn't call it the New Utah Podcast if we were podcasting from Ireland every day. We'd have to start a new one about Ireland. The New Ireland Podcast? Uh, Maybe. They have abortion now, so (laughs) there's that. And water cremation. Yeah. We have water cremation, too. So we could talk about what makes Utah and Ireland similar. Yep. Us. Um, Us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe next time on the New Utah Podcast. That's what we'll talk about. Um, if you like what you heard, um, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm a little sad for you. Um, if you want to donate uh, a 20-pound wheel of cheese... <laughs> 
You can reach out to us uh, at TNU Podcast on, oh my on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, The New Utah Podcast. I'll go pick it up for you. Uh, we also have a website, thenewutah.com, uh, which I'm sure when this episode gets posted there will be a picture of a 20-pound wheel of cheese. That needs to be. <laughs> um, but uh, This is the cheese episode. If you liked what it's you heard. the cheesiest. The cheesiest episode. <laughs> if you want to share with your friends uh, a, a real groundbreaking discussion on what is and isn't considered real cheese <laughs> please share the episode that's what helps us the most if you do really want to donate to the cheese fund um <laughs> just give us a give us a line drop us a line um i'll collect your money i got venmo because uh, we don't do any of that that patreon stuff um we are not collecting money for cheese <laughs> breeze out on Our the birthday cheese. is both in july so yep. we could split the wheel breeze out on the cheese Jess is 100% in support, and I, mean, I think Jeremy I is totally in support. support this. Jeremy's in support just because he knows it's ridiculous, and he can see it's bothering Bree. Yeah, I want to see it in your refrigerator. I want you to come home, and all of the stuff from your refrigerator's on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> or in the freezer. Honey, we don't have room for food. We got cheese. <laughs> I hope you need. like grilled cheese, honey. I do, but I can't eat bread. <laughs> no, no, just grilled cheese. <laughs> Oh. What I'll do is I'll like shred it and then I'll oh, yeah, I'll, I'll cheese, let it yeah. melt in the oven and make crisps cheese chips. and then I'll take the cheese chips and I'll put butter on one side, cheese on the and other and make a grilled cheese cheese chip and so then you'll have the crunchy this cheese. Not working. With, oh no. This no, will work. It won't work cuz it will just remelt. Don't you fucking dare tell me it won't work. <laughs> Maybe I'll put a binder in it like some some flour that or something. Work. I don't know. Yeah, but then it's, but Look, then it's not not I will have 20 pounds bread. of cheese to figure out how to make this work. That's a lot of experimentation. Let's think of all the next week. Let's think of all the things we can do. With okay. So tune in okay. next week, uh, episode 161, where we will talk about uh, ways to use 20 pound, a 20 pound <laughs> wheel of cheese. This would be awesome. I'm telling you, a booster seat. Uh, yeah. We'll um, also have our infamous Utah next yes. week. Stay Who tuned is for that. Somebody we haven't heard of and we don't know what he did. Douglas Carter. Related to John Carter from Mars. So <laughs> just saying. That's who it's going to be. Um, so tune in for that because that'll be interesting. And I think that's it. What if he's really related to like John Carter from from Arrow One Hundred Three Point Five? Not from <laughs> <laughs> John Carter. I thought you were going to say John Carter from Mars. I know. We saw a show on TV the other day. We're flipping and. and Bree's like, "That looks really familiar." I'm like, "Yeah, it does. I don't know what it is." So we look, and it was John Carter from Mars. That's so, awesome. Um, Douglas Carter related to that guy. So uh, definitely an infamous Utah. But we will talk about that and 100 ways to use uh, a 20-pound wheel of cheese next week on the New Utah Podcast. I love cheese. <laughs> <laughs>